Fusion News. Welcome to your regular Fusion News update, brought to you by the Fusion Industry Association. Hi, I'm Dr. Leanne Kessler, a Fusion consultant specializing in science communication. It's Friday, September 17th, and it's time for your Fusion News update. Stories today include, one, MIT design project achieves major advance towards fusion energy. Two, giant magnet could ease path to fusion energy. Three, startup seeks to enable pulse fusion. Four, roadmap highlights materials route to fusion. Five, curtain call for the compass tokamak. Six, negative triangularity, a positive for tokamak fusion power reactors. I also have a couple of bonuses for you at the end, so stick around. One, MIT designed project achieves a major advance towards fusion energy. Last week, Commonwealth Fusion Systems announced a successful test of their 20 Tesla high temperature superconducting magnet, making it the most powerful HTS magnet ever built. The 10 foot tall magnet was built in collaboration with the Massachusetts Institute of Technology as a proof of concept for their compact high field magnetic fusion design, which relies on the distinctive properties of HTS to make a smaller, less expensive fusion device. Prior to this test, the use of HTS at this scale had not been demonstrated. So this is an important technical milestone for CFS. Their device, Spark, is under construction and will use the same design principles as this magnet for the toroidal field coils. CFS aims to demonstrate net energy from Spark by 2025 and to be producing a viable fusion power plant by the 2030s. According to Fusion Industry Association CEO, Andrew Holland, this is not hype. This is reality. Bob Mumgard, CEO of CFS, said of the achievement, this record-breaking magnet is the culmination of the last three years of work and will give the world a clear path to fusion power for the first time. This test of our magnet proves we have that technology and we're on the way to producing clean, limitless energy for the entire world. MIT's Vice President Maria Zuber said of CFS's accomplishment, this was designed to be commercial. This was not designed to be a science experiment. Two, giant magnet could ease path to fusion energy. In other magnet-related news, the first of six modules for ITER's central solenoid was delivered to France. We reported on this magnet on Friday the 25th of June when it left General Atomics in the US, where it was manufactured, to begin its journey. When complete, this magnet will stand close to 60 feet, or five stories tall, and will have a 14-foot diameter. The central solenoid will provide the poloidal magnetic field for the tokamak fusion experiment, ITER. ITER itself is 75% complete and plans to be operational by 2026. John Smith, director of engineering at General Atomics, which is producing ITER solenoid modules, said, having the first module safely delivered to the ITER facility is such a triumph because every part of the manufacturing process had to be designed from the ground up. The Associated Press reported on both the CFS and ITER stories in one article, highlighting the magnet accomplishments on both continents. Three, startup seeks to enable pulsed fusion. First Light Fusion was featured in an article in EE Times, including an interview with Chief Operating Officer Gianluca Pisniello. The UK-based startup is pursuing inertial confinement fusion using a non-traditional approach. Instead of using high-powered lasers to create a uniform compression of fuel, like many ICF concepts, First Light's design uses a high-powered projectile to asymmetrically collapse the fuel. Unlike other fusion startups, First Light Fusion does not intend to produce a power plant, 
but rather to provide the fusion technology to existing plant designers and manufacturers. Pisanello said of fusion, it is a near limitless, clean source of baseload power and has the potential to make a material contribution to us meeting our Paris 2050 targets. The COO went on to discuss Fusion's place in the clean energy marketplace and the benefits of First Light's unique design. Four, Roadmap highlights materials route to Fusion. The UK Atomic Energy Authority published a roadmap focusing on five major areas of materials development necessary for the future of Fusion. These areas include studying and developing materials such as low activation and radiation resistant structural materials, compounds for tritium production within power plants, and radiation-resistant superconductors, in addition to testing and predicting the performance of these materials in the harsh environment of a fusion reactor. The Director of Materials at the UKAEA, Dr. Amanda Quadling, said, This roadmap is a national tool that aims to give UK materials researchers common themes to collaborate around. We hope to generate momentum in the testing, mechanistic understanding, and surmounting of irradiation damage from fusion. Five, curtain call for the Compass Tokamak. On August 20th, the Compass Tokamak in the Czech Republic ran its last plasma discharge. The device, originally built in the UK, was transferred to the Institute of Plasma Physics in Prague during the 2000s. During its 12 years of operation in Prague, Compass produced high confinement mode plasmas that enabled the study of eater-like regimes. Compass will be replaced with Compass U, an entirely new device that will operate at high magnetic fields and high plasma densities. This compact device will study many relevant areas in tokamak design, including first wall interactions and exhaust physics. Six, negative triangularity, a positive for tokamak fusion power reactors. Researchers at MIT, the Swiss Plasma Center, and the University of California, San Diego, recently published a paper showing the benefits of negative triangularity, as reported in SciTech Daily. Triangularity describes the shape of the plasma within the tokamak, with traditional positive triangularity creating a D-shaped plasma with the straight edge of the D alongside the central solenoid of the tokamak. Negative triangularity flips this, and the results from this experimental study show improved plasma performance, resulting in less damage to the first wall of the device. This result holds significance for all fusion concepts based on the tokamak design, as reducing damage to the first wall will extend the lifetime of some of the most difficult to replace materials in a tokamak. Finally, Let's check out the bonus Fusion news this week, including a book review in the New York Times and some opinion pieces on Fusion funding. The Miracle Cure for All Our Energy Woes? Dr. Sabine Hosenfelter wrote a review of the book, The Star Builders, by Dr. Arthur Terrell for the New York Times. The book, published in August of this year, covers the basics of Fusion and explores the current state of Fusion research in the world, including both public and private ventures. Dr. Hosenfelter, while enthusiastic at the future potential of fusion, is skeptical of the unfettered optimism of fusion proponents. Despite this, her review is supportive of further investments of both time and money in fusion, but encourages more cautious pessimism about the timeline for success. Is the world investing enough in nuclear fusion research? This opinion piece in oilprice.com, also shared by Yahoo Finance, references the recent step towards break-even fusion at the National Ignition Facility, and the recent Guardian article on fusion privatization, both covered by Sid in the last Fusion News. It also mentions the Fusion Industry Association and the substantial capital being invested in private fusion ventures. Fusion breakthrough dawns a new era for U.S. energy and industry. Paul DeBar, former Undersecretary for Science at the U.S. Department of Energy, wrote an opinion column for The Hill, 
calling for U.S. policymakers to increase support for commercialized fusion in light of the recent accomplishment by CFS. Using their HTS magnet success and the potential success of other fusion companies that are close to breakthroughs, including TAE and General Fusion, DeBar argues for U.S. government funding for demonstration power plants and research support for power extraction and materials development. That's all for Fusion News this week. Stay tuned for our next update. Please like and subscribe for more Fusion News and check out the links in the description if you want further information on any of these topics. You have been listening to Fusion News, brought to you by the Fusion Industry Association.